Uh, as you know, I'm from the United States of Kerala. Does anybody know what that is? Of course, we know that, and uh, uh, and I keep telling people every, everywhere I speak, I say, I come from the land of curry, and I live in the hand of land of hurry. Uh, if you're in New York, you know that. You know, uh, ever tried living in New York and try to work and uh, walk with New Yorkers? They walk so fast. You feel like you're walking, but they're actually running. Uh, and uh, I just bring uh, greetings from New York City. Uh, my beautiful family, I don't know if you guys have that picture right there, yeah, that's my beautiful wife, Kalpana, and uh, three beautiful boys. Imagine three boys in a New York apartment. Uh, they are kicking the walls, uh, and uh, you know, I, told, I told some of our friends yesterday, when you put two people in a room together during the pandemic, you make babies. So we had a third baby on the way during the pandemic, a uh, few months after we moved into New York City. Imagine that, I mean, that was, that was crazy. Uh, we, we came on an Abrahamic move. I mean, I, uh, born and raised up in Kerala. Uh, anybody from Kerala? Of course, that's, a, that's not a right question to ask. This is pretty much everybody here. Uh, but uh, I'm just trying to say, hey, I'm a, I'm a curry eating, fish curry loving, beef fry uh, craving uh, Malayali. But uh, God spoke to me. Is anybody in the house in the same community? Come on, just wave your hands up. Just people walking, watching me online. Well, you know, God spoke to me to go. I mean, we started a ministry, born and raised. Can I tell you a little bit of my story? Is that okay? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you know, I've been speaking to a lot of young people around the world. And I try to tell them a lot of things. They forget a lot of those things. But the stories stick in their mind so, so fresh. So I was born and raised up uh, in, a, in, a, in a kind of a business home, if I may say it right. Uh, two, three generations of business. Uh, my great-grandfather, you know, was a diamond merchant. My grandfather was a businessman. He was influential. He was instrumental in hosting Billy Graham in our city in Trivandrum back in the day. My dad was an alcoholic business guy. Uh, and because of us standing in the society, nobody really came and told my dad, hey, what you're doing is not right. He, in fact, used to be drinking in a, in a, in a bar right opposite the church, and nobody came to tell him. Uh, and then he got married to my, my uh, mom, uh, and a uh, little, little uh, into, into their journey, they found out in 93 that uh, my mom was suspected of cancer. Now, every time you hear the word cancer, I mean, two days ago, I had a, a you know, great family friend of ours uh, a, a, right here in Dallas, Texas, in um, uh, I just called them to say, hey, I'm in Dallas, and uh, what's going on? I'd love to come and say hi. And they told me uh, that, you know, uh, his wife is uh, suspected of breast cancer. Every time you hear the word cancer, it just shakes you. Uh, even now, in 2022, when you know that technology and medicine and all of that stuff. So we were shell-shocked when we, when we heard sort of the prediction this could happen. So a couple of our business friends, Catholic business friends, we never went to church. So they came and prayed for my mom. And the next time she went for a checkup, they couldn't find what they thought was cancer. God healed my mom. Amen. So let me just tell you for all the people watching in the room, God is not done with you yet. He's still alive. He's still working. He's still healing people. He's still setting people free. And I want to say that Jehovah Rapha walked into our home and touched my home. And uh, my mom is now on fire for the Lord. You know, she is this uh, you know, sleeve. I mean, she wore these short sleeves. She had a nose string, a huge bindi, had a, you know, these, one of these uh, snake style bangles back in the day. Now she's on fire for the Lord, running from one prayer meeting to the other prayer meeting. And my dad hated pastors. So she, he would actually be dropping her to all these prayer meetings and would be abusing all the pastors, uh, the Pentecostal pastors, because, you know, we feel like we are 
superior people, uh, you know, coming in from CSI or Marathoma, whatever we feel like. We like, I mean, you Pentecostal right down here. So he, he's, he's uh, speaking all of that. And finally, we went to pick up my mom up from a revival meeting. And we got to this revival meeting. You know, the revival meetings never get over on time. Right? Like this meeting. Right, Pastor? You're probably thinking about having your biryani. Maybe it's going to take a little longer than usual. Uh, but I'm just trying to say, we got to this revival meeting and uh, the meeting is not over. So we, I mean, my dad's like, all right, all right, boys. I mean, me and my brother, why don't you close your eyes? I close my eyes. The next thing I know is I have electric power going through my body. I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, changed my life forever. Nobody had to tell me that Jesus was real. I, as a young high schooler at age 13, had an experience or an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Changed my life. Then my dad, I'm just time crunching the story. My dad looked at me and said, my wife could be faking it. My son, my son is not faking it. He gives his life to the Lord. My brother gives his life to the Lord. As a family, we're now on fire for God as a business community. Going from house to house in all of our business homes, our friends' homes, and people just coming to know Jesus. And there was like a revival going on. So that's how our family came to know Jesus. So, uh, and I want to just say that I just want to remember my mom, her prayers. And if you are praying for your son, if you are praying for your daughter who's not saved, uh, who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus, thank you, uh, who doesn't have an encounter with the Holy Spirit, I'm just telling you, just keep on praying. You're looking at a miracle in front of you. If God could change me, if God could transform me, make me a man of God, I remember all those days when those pastors came to pray, uh, you know, to preach and all the parents would line up all their kids up in the front and say, pray, pastor, pray that you'll become a doctor, pray that you'll become an engineer. All the aunties in the house, you remember what I'm talking about? You want like so much pressure in the Indian community, I tell you. They want you to be a doctor, they want you to be. So my, my dad and mom looked at me and said, you know, looked at the pastors, the pastor, listen, we want to dedicate both these boys for the Lord. Okay, now if they want to do whatever they want to do, we just want to release them to do what God is calling them to do. So that's how we became pastors. So I just want to say, keep praying for your brother. Keep praying for your sister. Keep praying for your son. Keep praying for your daughter. God is going to change it around in their life. If you believe it, say amen. amen. Come on, some hallelujahs and amens in the house. Come on. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we got curry power. All right, here we go. Uh, uh, keep going on. I'm, I feel honored and privileged to be here. I just want to thank you. Thank Pastor. Come on, look at that good-looking pastor out here. Pastor Justin is a good-looking, anointed man. Right? More appreciation for the pastor? Come on. Uh, I, want, I, want, I want to thank him for giving me this opportunity to be here. And I want to thank my good friends, Matthew, and uh, all these guys for inviting me to the Avada Initiative. And uh, uh, God is doing amazing things. So this morning, I, I was seeking God's face. God, what do, you want to sp what do you want me to speak to this church this morning? And the Lord spoke to me. This church is ready to take off. This church is about to move into a new season. How many of you have iPhones in your, uh, in your hand? Steve Jobs said, if you don't have an iPhone, you don't have an iPhone, right? So what is a new iOS right now? Tell me, what's a new iOS? I'm talking to people here. 16, all right. 16, all right. I need another miracle right now. Do we have a Matthew? It's right here. All right, let's keep going. Well, we all have operating system. I believe the Lord is saying... This church is about to take off to the new season. And what I call it is Zion 
you have it here okay zion 2.0 god is about to take you guys in your new season my 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 scripture for today if you got your bibles turn your scriptures to isaiah chapter 43 verses 18 and 19 isaiah chapter 43 verses 18 and 19 it goes on to says forget the former things do not dwell on the past see i'm doing a new thing can we read it together if you have it on up on the screen let's do it one more time isaiah 40 the old people watching online hello get your bibles pull that bible app uh, and let's read it together isaiah 43 1819 forget the former things do not dwell on the past see i am doing a new thing now it springs up do you not perceive it i'm making a way in the wilderness streams in the wasteland amen let me just tell you god is wanting to take this church to a new season but you cannot go into the new season if you cannot let go of the old i want to say that again if you want to jump into the new season that god has you cannot let you cannot move into the new unless you let go of the old now let me just 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 uh, pause here at the old season right a lot of our lot of our parents a lot of the people in this room came to america with absolutely nothing you came here with $5 you came here with $10 you came here with nothing you came here god did a miracle god opened a door god did miraculous things opened up this country for you gave you opportunities gave you jobs you know uh, bless you with children bless you with family bless you with resources bless you with houses now but you know that the the problem here is that we have now seen all that god has done in the past the ways that he has worked the way, the miracles that he has done and now because of all of that we have now put god in a box say that with me box this is called the god box this is how god has worked right we have put him in a box where god has done some certain things he has d- done in certain patterns he has done in certain ways and now because he has done it in certain ways now you're expecting god to work in the same way in the season my preaching and my speaking to you you have put god in a box and because you put god in a box you are not able to see what god can do in your life amen the scripture says forget the former things let me just tell you don't expect past victories to sustain you the blessing of the last season has now become a burden in the season and you're trying to, i mean i live in new york and as you know we live in apartments and my wife is constantly decluttering my house so you know we're changing seasons uh, she's trying to give away a lot of things she's so so we have a trash system and every like you know in an apartment like five to six times you know the the, the guys the crew out in the apartment in a condominium they would come and clean all the stuff and take off all the stuff so here's my wife trying to put everything drag everything out to the out of the door into this place where you put all the trash and there's a room you put all this stuff that you want to give away and five minutes later I keep going back and saying no I will come back and say nah this has got my indian mentality say there's some more things some more use that we can put and we bring it back again that is what we've been trying to do god's been trying to take certain things away from your life but you feel like no you just going to you cannot live without it you're going to keep bringing those things back into your new season 
But God is trying to say, hey, you cannot step into the new if you can't take, let go of the old. It goes on to say, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. I believe God is omnipotent. He is omniscient. He is the God of the supernatural. He is the God of creativity. Allow him to be God in your life. You have now, as a, as a senior leader, as a pastor, as a man of the house, as a father of the house, have now sort of stake, taken the step or the place of God in your life. And now you're trying to play God, God in, your, in your family. And he's like, yeah, I got it. When you did not have any, bank, any money in the bank balance, you just said, God, if you don't show up, nothing's going to happen. Now that you have enough bank balance, you have, you have credit cards, you have a credit score, you have houses, you have cars, you have kids, you feel like you have now taken the role of God in your life. God is saying, keep moving. Now let's just look at what are the things that are, that are stopping us from the last season. What does the last season look like? It's almost feeling like this last season has been crazy good, but you've got some baggage from the last season that you're trying to put into the new season. Let me tell you what are the, what are the, what are the baggages that we have. We have unconfessed sin. Sin is a baggage, right? We have sin in our life. I know we come to church every single day, I mean every, every Sunday, but there are things in our life that the Lord has been speaking to you and saying, you need to get right with God. You need to get right with God and you're not able to do that and you have certain sin in your life that is pulling you down and it is like the law of gravity that is pulling you down from going on into the new season that God has. What is a sin going to look like? It's sort of looking like your conversations. Say that with me, conversations. The conversations that you have with people. Yesterday, I said there are three types of people. Socrates called it great minds think ideas. Uh, uh, Medium minds, this is medium, and then you have weak. All right, Socrates said, great minds think ideas, medium minds discuss events, weak minds discuss people. Now, if you are in conversations all the time with people, and you, they're just talking about what, what sari that person is wearing, or what, what churdar that other person is wearing, what Costco deal that they got, or what Walmart deal that they got, you are in the lowest level of your conversation. And the more you are involved in gossip, the more you're involved in talking about other people, you are in the lowest level of the strata that Socrates talks about. And I'm telling you, the more you talk about other people, the more you talk about silly things, sin is not absent. Our words have been consumed with words not of positivity or that is given life. It is actually giving birth to death. So you're in this, this level. The next level, of course, we are in the election season. Now that is a medium minds. We're discussing about what's happening in Kerala politics. We're discussing about what's happening in American politics. We're talking about who's taking care of the Senate, who's taking care of the House, who's leading the presidency. What about the next election? You are just in that level of place where we're talking about Elon and we're talking about who's bought Twitter and who's taking care of Tesla. This is the conversation that you are in. You are uh, in a medium level of conversation. Let me tell you something. You cannot change U.S. elections, can you? Well, you have the right to vote. You sitting at home is not going to change the presidency. You can pray for the, uh, the, the president. You can pray for people in authority. But you are in this level, which is the medium level. 
The next level is what they call the highest level, which is great minds think ideas. If you want to go into the next season of your life, you got to be hanging out. You have to choose the people that you are in company with. You are the sum total of the five people. Say that with me, five. You are the sum total of the five people that you hang out with. So if you don't choose the people that you're with, automatically you begin to talk like them, you begin to speak like them, you begin to think like them, and you're going to become like them. The Bible says, you know, uh, the Bible says, you know, if you hang out with the wise, if you're going to be with the wise, you will become wise. But if you hang out with the foolish, you will be destroyed, the Bible says. So this season, if God wants you to take you to the next level, which is Zion 2.0, or you put your name out there, the new season that God has, you have to watch out the kind of people that you're with. You have to watch out the conversations that you're hanging out with. And when you have unconfessed sin in your life, what happens is that you move into a place, you have unresolved conflicts. When you are not right with God, now you're not right with people. You're constantly having issues with your neighbor. You're constantly having issues with your husband. You're constantly having issues with your wife. You're constantly having issues with your kids. You're constantly having issues at work. Why? Because you are not right with God. Can I hear an amen? amen. When you're not right with God, then you have issues with people. But this morning, God is saying, if God wants you to go into this new season that you have, God has for you, you have to let go of these relationships. You have to let go of the sin. You have to probably get off the service, pick up the phone, and you need to say sorry to your brother. You need to say sorry to your sister. Maybe you need to say sorry to your husband. You need to say sorry to your wife. I know the Malayali ego that we have. It's crazy. The pride that we have. We need to pick up the phone and say, I am sorry. Those three words are the most blessed words in the English dictionary. So if God is speaking to you, he's saying, hey, I want you to go into the next season. But if you need to go into the next season of your life, you got to let go of this excess baggage in your life. Say that with me, excess baggage. And all these people, all our immigrant friends, we know that every time we try to go back to India, we always have excess baggage. Right? We're taking too much things, too many gifts. You know, and we're trying to do that. So we've got all of these things going on. So it goes on to say, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. The word new, the original word of the word new is the word Kadesh, which means fresh, never done before. God wants to do something new, something fresh, something he has never done before in your life. But you're not able to step into the new because you're still stuck in the old paradigm. The Bible talks about the fact that you cannot put new wine in old wineskins. So this morning you're saying, God, I want you to prepare my heart. I want to let go of my traditional ideas. I want to let go of my traditional mindsets. I want to let go of my legalistic behaviors and patterns. And I am open for what you're about to do in this church. Behold, I am doing a new thing. It goes on to say, now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness, streams in the wasteland. See, I'm doing a new thing. The word see is a word, what I want to connect it is, is, is the word vision. Because you are so, your eyes have become so dull, 
with all the things of the past you're not able to see the lord is saying i'm ready to now open up the eyes of the people in this room to see things that you have never seen before he's taken the blinders of our eyes to see things that you've never seen before see i am doing a new thing now it springs up do you not perceive it i'm making a way in the wilderness streams in the wasteland this season i believe that god is about to open some new doors new opportunities new miracles and it is almost going to look like it is opening streams in the w- desert uh, and uh, a stream i mean a way in the desert streams in the wasteland it goes on to say in 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 uh, philippians chapter 3 and verse 13 he says brothers and sisters i do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it but one thing i do forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead and uh, hebrews chapter 12 and verse 12 it says therefore si- since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us fixing our eyes on jesus the pioneer and perfecter of our faith for the joy set before him he endured the cross scorning his shame sat down at the right hand of the throne of god so i believe that god is about to take this church into a new season a new realm of the spirit of god a new realm of prophecy the new realm of operating in gifts the new realm of operating in signs and wonders and miracles but i pray that god would open up your eyes and your hearts to see what god is speaking to you in this season and when i talk about changing the old we are not talking about changing the foundation we're not talking about changing the value system we have values that are the foundation of our thinking like you know the foundations of our christian faith we're not talking about changing the foundations of our christian faith but we're talking about god would you give me a fresh spirit a fresh heart to conceive and to receive what god has for me in the season forget the former things do not hold on to the past behold i am doing a new thing 